Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, well, we had a chat, as we always do. Things got a little bit daft on the calls, emails and texts yeah. as we uh, went in search of some odd names, amongst other things. Um, we had Mastermind. Oh, it was good. Great specialist subject. Mm. Um, and Tim Vickery was here in the uh, UK, and uh, he was on good form. We covered a lot of ground in the world of South American football. Interesting, as always, so we'll bring you that as well. So, here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And good afternoon, Paul. Uh, oh, by the way, clips yeah. of the month have just been added to the mix. I forgot. We got oh, those okay. for you a yeah, bit lovely. later on. You can vote for your favourites. So, yeah, sorry. Beautiful. Good no, um, Emma Raducanu. I start, oh, start yeah, she's coming in. No, no. She's taken up painting. and uh, That's good. Uh, yes, I know. Her first picture will end up in the Tate, and then she'll sprain her wrist and never paint again. Oh, hey. <laughs> OK. She's also playing the piano on that basis. <laughs> she'll write a concerto <laughs> and never, never quite live up to it again. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, we get the idea with that. We do. Yeah. And Kim Kardashian has landed a massive sponsorship deal with the NBA. Yeah. I would have thought Charlie Baker would be better, wouldn't well, he? Well, I mean, <laughs> when, I, when I think of the NBA, I very much think of Charlie Baker. If you were listening yesterday, you, you may have picked up, sort of reading between the lines, that Charlie went to New York last week. <laughs> when I saw the New York Knicks play, and um, uh, he basically had one of these sporting holiday romances where you come back and you, you go to another country, you see a sport and you think, mm. I'm definitely going to follow oh, that. Fair enough, and then it? for a about a week you're interested and then it sort of fizzles out and then you don't really care about the sport or indeed the team you you said you supported. Um, Charlie left us yesterday saying he was going to stay up half the night watching a game against oh, no. Cleveland Cavaliers oh, and he sake. did. Did he? He even had a bet on the game. Oh, for no. goodness sake, had a bet on the game and said, got a winner out of it. I, you know, he said they'd win by 10, the Knicks. And he said, well, when you've been supporting them as long as I have, it's basically free, <laughs> it's basically free money. Um, we've sent him the, 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 the rundown of the forthcoming mm. games, the timetable. It's pretty punishing, I would imagine. He's going to be spending a lot of uh, nights, you know, three, four o'clock in the morning going to bed after watching his beloved Knicks. But I, st- I say I'll give it about a month. Yeah. Give it about a month. Yeah. I think he's going to have to add on about 20 dates to his tour to pay for the tickets. <laughs> I, think he, I think he might do, yeah. Now, I don't know if you saw this, there was a beautiful recreation using oh, yeah. the same little boy from the Ridley Scott-directed 1973 Hovis advert. Yeah, with the the pushing the bike yeah. up. I mean, it's hard to believe the bloke's 64 now. Oh, or something, I know, it's neither amazing, one was in the anti yeah. It was always a beautiful advert. And uh, I just wonder, did they get Gianfranco Zola to recreate the voiceover <laughs> of Joe Gladwin? <laughs> when smelled That's crap, so crept upstairs. That's so niche, Andy. He I does mean, sound like him, though. You've got to admit think, it. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I don't think that, that many listeners. It's like a voice alike. I'm Gianfranco Zola, Joe Gladwin. Okay, I don't think many talk sport <laughs> listeners will know Joe Gladwin is. Well, it's look just, him up. It's just, okay, look him up. Yeah, put you put the work in. We're not going to help you out with that. You're on your own. <laughs> and uh, Posh and Bex, I'll come back to modern times. Yes. Uh, modeling, well, modern actually, it was, times. It was in the papers yesterday. Yeah, okay, the recreation. Fair it's yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I can just make it up. Uh, they've basically been modelling flares. Uh, apparently, uh, design a pair of the 70s staple yeah. Because you can't say flares again. They're being flogged for up to £2,000. Balenciaga, a company I don't understand why people pay the money they do, oh, wow. are charging £1,790 for a pair of double-fronted... <laughs> do they planning permission? Double-fronted monster flares. Monster. Monster, monster Eric's flares. Back, yeah. With four legs. What's the point? That's <laughs> so is that like you can both wear them at once? <laughs> 
two of you. Yeah. <laughs> for couples. You just sort of wander around, just walking behind each other. That were, or, or alongside each other. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's, uh, that's nice. Now, talking of the Beckhams, Bob Hancock wrote to The Sun. Yeah. He's, honestly, he's desperate, desperate for David Beckham not to get a knighthood. Wow. He said, I agree with yesterday's letter from reader Ray Bryan, another person who's desperate for him not to get a knighthood. Right. David Beckham has been attempting to creep into the presence of the royal family ever since an issue with the taxman presented him, I don't, I'm going to take your word on it, prevented him from being knighted. Yes. Now he's in the clear, he could get his knighthood. God forbid. Imagine saying that. <laughs> he's made it a one-man campaign. <laughs> yeah, for goodness sake. Yeah. Now, a couple of things to get you going on uh, mm. this afternoon. Um, um, maybe one we can help you with, I don't know. Um, but the first one is obviously Manchester United and uh, moaning about, about their... the score there, Manchester yeah, United yeah. one. Manchester United one, <laughs> uh, kit supply and nil. Well, it's the other way around, really. Hey, right? James Alexander-Gordon's in again. Yes. Uh, Adidas, um, they've, they've been complaining, uh, the club, to Adidas because... Uh, their tops and their socks are too tight. Mm. The official kit, apparently. Oh, well, that's. But it's like a compression reason. sock, isn't it? I suppose yeah. it allows them to to fly, still wear their club <laughs> socks on the way back. They could do what you know. A lot of players do cut the backs out of them. I suppose you'd rather have socks or, that actually or, fit. I mean, I would imagine for the sort of money that they're paying Adidas, you could possibly get the right size. <laughs> yeah, it's not been a good year, is it, for kits? As Villa have got these kind of sweaty mm. kits. Man United's mm. are too tight. I mm. mean, but you know. Tight kit is is a staple, really, of Sunday morning, Saturday afternoon football mm. at uh, at your level, Talksport listener, where you turn up, and there's only so many larges or extra mm. larges in the bag, and that's that thing, isn't it? You get in there, and you find out the kit. They, they lob a shirt, and you say, "Got any larges or shorts?" That used to happen that's when we one. played for the Bunburys. Good old dear old David English. Every he, it was great at giving you kit. It was fabulous. It was so generous. Yeah, but it was all double extra large. I oh, know it was for a bloke of my height. It's it, not great. I know. You, I've always thought you'd grow into it, <laughs> yeah. but um, well, front stomach wise, I have ill-fitting kit tails. We'll take some of those. If you take them to the pitch looking like a Savaloy skin, but if you wore all red. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. Would say shorts are the worst when you've you, you know you can kind of squeeze into a shirt, but squeezing into a tight pair of shorts to play football is never good. So, uh, football or any sport, let us know. Talksport.com, text eighteen eighty nine, tweet TS H and J. Now. You wonder what mm. we do in the preparation for the show. Well, mm. I, I mean, I've got absolutely no idea. But well, one of the things that came up today was, and we occasionally find ourselves the production team. Yesterday, the, the term aid and abet was uh, used. Yeah, yeah. And I think Simon used it today. And I thought, and I say, is there anybody out there called Aiden Abet? The Abet family. Mm. And if you did that, would you have a son called Aiden? I don't know. Mm. Um, I don't know how we got down to this. You've we had this, often do this. You had this thing about Ruth Canal, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> she's had her teeth done. Yeah, she... <laughs> <laughs> I was speaking to the wife this morning about stewed apple. I can't remember why. Yeah. And so you I have some up... fascinating conversations. Well, I do <laughs> these days. That's I the secret to a long-lasting marriage. Talk a lot about stewed apple. <laughs> 49 years on Thursday. But I said to you, so I said to you, I wonder out there, is there a bloke out there called Stuart Dapple? Mm. The member of the Dapple family. Stuart Would you Dapple. do that? And you found somebody called yes. Stuart Dapple. Stu Dapple. Yeah. <laughs> Fancy doing and then that to your The kids. producer said, I'd get I'd like a lift from somebody called Hugh Burr. Yeah. And there is a Hugh Burr. Hugh Burr. <laughs> Hugh Burr. Yeah. Is he is he a cab driver? Yeah, no. If you want I mean it's all pointless, I know. You are listening to But there's talk nobody sport. called Iris Recognition. No, we've looked. We've looked for Iris. Uh, there's nobody called Recognition. It's not that common a surname, really. Perry Gratis, please. Stu Dapple, don't do that to your kids. Um, so if you want any help, if you've sat, if you've sat there thinking, um, you know, is there anybody out there called? Yeah. Is there anybody out there called that? Just, um, and we'll, you know, Andy will do the groundwork, the producer will do the groundwork for you. We'll look it up. You'll be surprised. Mm. Um, you can get in touch and tell us, 03717 to tell us in person if you find yourself in the stewed apple envelope or if you, you've encountered that. <laughs> um, Talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to 81089 <laughs> or tweet. Stewed apple envelope. <laughs> tweet. No one's ever said that on Talksport. Well, if you want today's podcast, I'm guessing will be called the stewed apple envelope um, tonight's session. <laughs> uh, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSHNJ, 
Can I just thank Richard Aldridge, who uh, DM'd me on Instagram, just to say that uh, he listened to my rant and he said, uh, keep, keep it up, you're exactly the same as 90% of the fans, Andy, we're all mad, keep passionate, there's far too much beige, I'm a Wednesday fan and my wife has banned me from midweek games as I don't sleep through anger in the night. Yeah. Oh, I really sympathise with that. Well, maybe, so, maybe uh, we'll take your extreme examples to your team playing badly. I mean, it all comes well, back to... I advised him to watch Golden Gordon, which yeah. I watched. Cheer it's, myself up on Monday night. I watched the whole episode. It's oh, a it's Ripping so Yarns, funny. a brilliant Michael Palin series from back in the day. It's still on the iPlayer, is it? Yeah, and it's still on YouTube, and it's never dated. And I'll tell you why it's not dated, because it's set in 1935. Yes. So it doesn't matter when you watch it. No, it's set in 19... And it's basically the story of a, a fan of a team called Bar- Barnston World. Barnston and uh, they're not very good. And um, <laughs> he comes home after games and sort of smashes up the house. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's bonkers, but it's, it's well worth very watching. Funny. So, it sums up what being a football fan. So he watched it and he loved it. The very well. extreme end of being a football fan, which sounds mm. like the Wednesday fan and Andy are. So if you've mm. got your adverse reactions to defeat, um, see, Andy couldn't even sit down. It's not that he couldn't... He walked around the house after the game against Brentford. Couldn't sit down. That's ridiculous. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Some very interesting uh, names coming in, Andy, uh, this afternoon. Mm. I've often wondered if there's a frank conversation out. It sounds like the name of someone... <laughs> that's from Andy in South Wales. There would have been a bloke in a punk band, you know. Possibly from South mm. Wales, and the guitarist would have been called Frank mm. Conversation because they're the names you came up with in 1977. But um, is there a Sue Doku? Says Richard the Palace oh, fan. No, we'll Do you want to look out that. for Susan Doku? We got the production team yeah, keeping busy. This not really what they signed up for when they did their sports journalism I, degrees. I made really? a very nice lasagna yesterday, so it was in my mind. So I thought I'd look at. Is there anybody called Lasagna? And there is. There's Leslie Anya. Leslie Anya. Leslie Anya. Yeah. What does Leslie do? Is it a female or a male? I Leslie? think it's a female. Okay. They're on Facebook, but I can't be bothered to go and find Again, the Anya family, why would, why would you do that? Da, 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 da. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, we did ask you earlier on, mm. uh, we're looking for Aidan Abet. Is everybody in the, the best one that we did, stra- we did track, track down? Stu Dapple. The Dapple family mm. called one of their kids Stuart, and it has uh, find you uh, responding, uh, sorry, responding to that. Um, Dave, who is uh, in Canvey Island in Essex, joins us now. Good afternoon, Dave. Good afternoon. Um, so this is this is one from your school days. I mean, it, it's an old staple, this, but you've you've actually found a real one. You say, yeah. Um, so it's going back to when I was quite young, perhaps about six or seven years old. We yeah. used to get your mates come back from school to play and what have you. Um, and um, my dad came home from work and he said, "Oh, you had a good day at school, son." So I said, "Yeah, not too." He said, oh, "I said, oh, Russell came round to play this afternoon." He said, "Oh, yeah, Russell. Do I know Russell?" My mum just started laughing and she said, tell your dad what his name is. Well, Russell, Russell Sprout. Russell. Now, again, no, if, no one's if called you're, Russell Sprout. <laughs> if you're Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Sprout, I mean, are you going to do that? That's, that's, a, that's a form of child abuse, I'd but say. But no one's got the surname Sprout. Did they have any brothers and sisters? Did Russell have any brothers and sisters? There's nowhere to go really name-wise after that, is there? Well, no, he's... His brother was called Winston, but I don't think that counts. Winston <laughs> Sprout. Are there all the trimmings the other members Mind of the you, family RussellSproutsMusic.com. Well, that's, I think that's a... Well, look, if, we, if Russell's still out there, Dave, I'm, I'm guessing he changed his name by deed poll, but thank you very much. There's Dave and Canvey. There must be a Colin Flower. Cauliflower. Yeah, who's going to call? No one's called Collie, are they? No, it's not even a shortening of a. Don't take liberties with a format, Andy. It's, I mean, it's Stu, Stuart Dapple. That's a. That's allowed. Collie, you just. This is getting very stupid now. Russell, are we having Russell Sprout? The Sprout family? No such thing. We're a touch sceptical, aren't we? I'm not calling Dave a liar, but I would like to see some form Mm. of birth certificate. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now it's time for the Clips of the Month. Yes, Clips of the Month. Uh, our uh, production team have uh, handpicked the six for us uh, this time around, and you can go to uh, Twitter. It's still Twitter. You can go to Twitter and vote for your favourite. There'll be two semi-finals, and we'll play you the winner a little bit later on in the show. But it's it's down to you, basically. These are the six, and we kick off with a former Chelsea and France defender, Frank Leboeuf, reflecting on Newcastle PSG. 
they were absolutely fantastic. And uh, I predicted that result. I said it would be a 3-2. It was a 4-1. Well, you kind of <laughs> predicted that result, really. Great prediction. <laughs> Blowing smoke up your own backside, kind of, whether that is in French. Here's Alan Brazil now with Championship News. Up there on Saturday, ahead of the game, Wayne has been speaking to Talk Sport and was asked how he's approaching Carrick's middle blah. Fantastic pronunciation of This is Danny Kelly with a shop format change for the Ryder Cup that seemed to surprise golf correspondent Rupert Bell. Did I get it right? Obviously, the home captain gets to choose how fast the greens are and all the rest of it. But do they also choose the order of the actual events, like the foreplay versus the... Sorry. <laughs> oh, well, Rupert's ears pricked up there, didn't they? <laughs> Definitely, yeah, the, the foreplay. Back to Big Al and breakfast, discussing the England manager. Bellingham, who led the comeback, winning the penalty for the equaliser and setting up a cracking Marcus Rashford goal for the second. England boss Sarath Gowthgate uh, told Talksport just how highly he rates Jude. Sarath Sarath Gowthgate. Sarath well, Gowthgate used to be the manager of... Um, <laughs> he did actually yeah. that's very true yeah. <laughs> this is Mark Goldbridge now chatting about boxing but don't forget Talk Sport Boxing on YouTube where we have a brand new review show The Verdict with Carl Vrock and uh, Carl Frock sorry yeah Carl Vrock oh, Carl Vrock Carl Frock, twice everything about Carl Vrock he'll come looking for you <laughs> And that'll be the next. That'll be the next. He's influence. the Chelsea manager, Pock. That'll be the next influencers, influencers boxing. Goldbridge versus Frock. And finally, rugby league. Uh, it's uh, Catalan's Dragons coach Steve McNamara, and for him, it's clearly all about the collective. It's about a team. It's about a team. Uh, you know, the team. What sits behind the team. Uh, I have a brilliant staff that work uh, alongside me for our team. So this is the team on the field is our team, which sits behind the team, and then our administration team, what sits behind that. That particular team, yeah. yeah. When they obviously have a virtual meeting, the uh, the backroom team and the front <laughs> and the main team, they do it on Microsoft Teams. Of course they do. So was it uh, Frank LeBeouf uh, and his incorrect prediction? Was it Middlesbrough with Alan Brazil? Was it Danny yeah. Kelly and the foreplay in the Ryder Cup? Was it Sarath Gathgate and Big Al again? Mark Goldbridge, Carl Frock, calling out Carl Frock. Or was it um, Teams with Steve McNamara? What was your favourite? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We mentioned earlier on, it's just in a, we found ourselves slightly vexed over whether there are people out there with unusual names, such as... We did find Stuart Dapple, effectively Stu Dapple. Stu uh, Dapple this is because yeah. Andy... Andy was very keen to track him down. Um, we haven't found... And nobody in the Abet family have called their kids Aiden, so we haven't found Aiden Abet. Um, we said we can't find Irish recognition. This is the sort of pointless stuff we do before a show for some reason. Uh, but we're not alone. Pete, the West Ham fan. Hello, Pete. Hi. Um, so you've got a pal with a with an interesting one of these, haven't you? Uh, yeah, well, years ago I used to work in a printing game and uh, a mate of mine, was, uh, his surname was Bull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess yeah. what his first name? Guess what his first name was? Um, no. Go on. Give us. Give us it. Terry. T- Terry. I suppose. I suppose he was officially a Terence. Yeah. So I suppose he's absolutely no, no, terrible. Terrible. So terrible. Terrible. Is that a kind of version of Ange Ball, but played very badly? <laughs> yeah. I think it would be. Suppose, it was. Terrible. It all, yeah. That's terrible. poor old Terry. Uh, um, are you? Uh, are you going to be pro Declan Rice tonight? Would you give him a round? Are you going? Are you going, Pete, or not tonight? Uh, no, I'm not going. No, but um, no. Would are you say would I boo? Yeah. Well, nah, it's tongue in cheek booing, isn't it? As long as you don't start kissing the badge and all that, I suppose it's oh, tongue in cheek booing. I'd be amazed if us uh, West Ham fans do this. Yeah. I mean, he was great. So I mean, you got hundred million for him. He scored. He won. A, yeah. Did a cut. I mean. I think it's fair anyway, enough. Anyway, pay me all that money, boo me all day long if you want. My mate's boo me. Yeah, I suppose he'll survive it. Yeah, it's not nice, though. I don't yeah. know what you do these days. People, you want to be sitting there and people start booing you as soon as you walk into work. I mean, Am's too handy now. It must be so <laughs> difficult for <laughs> I'm Boo. A I'm a cabbie. Loads of people boo me. <laughs> <laughs> never Especially happened. after 10 o'clock at night, that <laughs> meter starts whizzing round. <laughs> Cheers, Pete. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks for getting me on. There Bye. we are. There's Pete, the West Ham mm. fan now. Uh, Terry Ball. Great, uh, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's what that's you know. If it all went, if it all goes badly wrong for Spurs, it'll be Ange Ball, Terry Ball, more like you. <laughs> it's not going to go wrong. For I'm Spurs. Not, well, I know, I know, you know, 
Certainly not next Monday. I'm certainly hoping not. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and uh, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. We've been talking about names this afternoon as we uh, discovered there was a Stu Dapple, Stuart Dapple. Somebody did that to their kids. It is quite shocking. A lot of mentions. Sometimes, good old (laughs) Stu. Sometimes it's uh, it's you can marry into it. Uh, We got an example of that. Liam Manchester said, "My friend Ruth." Liam Manchester. Uh, No, not Liam. Manchester, Lee in Manchester. Okay, well, there's yeah. anything wrong with the name Liam Manchester. I'm sure there's one out. Go and look it up. Down this, gonna gone down a right rabbit hole. <laughs> I used to work with a, a, somebody called Ruth who married a guy called Paul Rack. So she's Ruth Rack. Ruth Rack. Oh, Ruth Rack. Yes. Marvellous. So yeah. sometimes you marry into it and there's not much you can do. But it's always that moment. We're going to get your, can I get your name, please? Rack. Her first name, Ruth. And then they all they must look up. They must, just, they must just, <laughs> they must just look up, don't they, and try not to laugh. Is there a Chris Packet? Says Gary from uh, Great Bentley. Be, no, no, we'll get the producer that up, on that, as we said. All yeah. those years at uh, journalism Chris college. Chris Packet is, is quite. I know somebody called Packet. So Chris Packet is quite mm-hmm. a lot. It's, it's pr- quite He's close Chris. to Chris Packham, of course, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes, that wouldn't work. <laughs> I once turned out for my local... We asked you about... You know, know, like, a packam of crisps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get me a packam of salt and vinegar. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> that would be an interesting little quirk. Do you know what Andy, what Andy Jacobs? What do you remember about Andy? Well, I remember he was mad. He was going bonkers when Chelsea lost. And he used to get words. He'd say he used to ask for a pack of crisps. I don't know why he ever did that, but we couldn't stop him doing it. We never thought to ask him. Um, Ron Kitts, Manchester United, have been moaning about the... Kits being too mm. small. Uh, I once turned out for my local rugby team and was late into the change room because of work. See, that's the, the schoolboy error. Had to uh, choose between the two shirts left, extra small or treble XL. <laughs> and I'm say. usually a medium. <laughs> it was a windy day and I virtually set sail every time the wind blew, which tells us you went for the treble XL. Yeah, Thank John's you found much. a Chris Packet. Well done. Good old uh, Christopher Packet. Again. Funny, funny enough, there was an old Chris Packet found. Did you see that in the paper? What okay. a great not... segue. Hold on, I've got to do it now. I've seen Wasn't it. an old Chris Packham, was it? 1977 Chris Packet, uh, printed with footy star Kevin Keegan's uh, pick and signature, was found at Day... You right? Somewhere Beach in Cornwall. I can't remember. Damer Beach in Cornwall. OK, fair enough. Hmm. Um, I saw that story and I thought, did Kevin sign it or was it like a signature that no, he put on every bag of crisps? <laughs> oh, Kevin, lovely to meet you. Would you sign him a packet of crisps for me, please? No, He's got I'm going to throw on. away the packet. <laughs> packet of crisps. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, what else we got for you? No uh, Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J if you want to get involved in this complete n- nonsense. I worked with a lad years ago. Um, his, his name was Stuart House, and he, he married someone called Wendy. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I wonder in those early days of a relationship. In the early days of a relationship when you find out and you, you, know, you like yeah. this other person. Certainly, from the woman's point of view, if they're going to take the man's name, you know, they meet and then they think, and they say, "Oh, the surname House," and you think, "Oh, can I, can I put myself through this? Yeah, it, no, can I put it pressure on a relationship?" I'm just loved him, well, I'd, I'd like to think so, Andy. <laughs> you no old idea. romantic. Oh, yeah, very much Anyway, so. it's time for mastermind. Oh, good. Yeah, here we go. Uh, now, every week, that's it. Yeah, every week, uh, Andy is slightly obsessed with uh, Manchester City supporting host Clive Myrie's over-explanation of the specialist mm. subjects. I personally don't see a problem, but um, Andy does. I think in many cases you need to explain what the subject of the specialist subject mm. is, but Andy takes exception, as you're about to discover. So what were the specialist subjects this week, well, Andy? how much more would you need to say than reptiles and amphibians of the British Isles? OK, yeah. Okay. And this is what Clive said. Yes, the native and non-native reptiles and amphibious established wild populations in the British Isles. Just, yeah, that's just a bit longer version of what that you said, isn't he? We are back into it, Clive. <laughs> not the reptiles and amphibious. Yeah, not the plumbers then. Not amphibs plumbing of Ohio. <laughs> I looked it up. You looked him up. <laughs> I do. Amphibs, good. OK, uh, what's next? The Salem Witch Trials. Oh, yeah, yeah. The 17th century trials of Salem, Massachusetts, in which 200 people were accused of witchcraft, 19 of whom were executed. Yeah. Cheer up, so not Salem... Yeah, keep plum- it light, Clive. <laughs> not Salem plumbing of Beverly, Massachusetts. You found them. There would be. Well, there that's be. because... You've been, I went to Salem. Did you? I've, yeah, I've been there a couple of times. Um, and the first time... I, you only ever go to the actual Salem exhibition once. Mm. 
And um, because, I mean, I think they've updated it since, but I went in the 90s and they'd have really... Do you know Shonky Animatronics? He's mm. a lovely lad. <laughs> but when when sort of those little museum animatronic things... Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were really... They were quite they ropey. Great, yeah. It was the early days, I think, mm. of, of that sort of technology. And um, it wasn't convincing. So it didn't you, have the gravitas that maybe it deserved considering not the, be going back. the subject matter. I think they've updated it since. It's probably state-of-the-art okay. now. Now, this one I thought I'd be quite good at, but actually I only got one out for the whole series of questions. It was the Indian Premier League. Yes, the annual 20-over men's cricket league known as the IPL, which was launched in 2008. Not IPL pipes of Drogheda, County Louth. Oh, well done. This is a free ad. If you've got a specialist subject, you get a free ad on TalkSport. I hope they get some business out of that. Yeah. Honestly, he doesn't know what that is, but never mind. Is that it? No, one more. Go on then. Edward VIII, the controversial king who chose his love for the American divorcee Wallace Simpson over the British crown. Yeah. Not Edward Ayat, the plumber. <laughs> Edward Ayat. Oh, you're pushing I, it now. I made that one up. You're pushing it now. <laughs> okay. So, especially uh, subject. Andy takes on a specially subject every mm. week. He's been... It's been getting a bit out there recently. Yes. Cakes and pastries, he excelled Winnie at. the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh, I was yeah. good on that. So we've got to bring it back to football. And who better, really, are the life and times... Of Nicholas Jackson, the yes. young Chelsea striker, going the free through, scoring, going through quite a difficult <laughs> moment, and what better than to for Andy to take well, us through his I life story? I figured even if I got no, I'd score more than Nicholas. I think Rizzo Pochettino <laughs> might be uh, taking away your season ticket off the back of this. He's very protective of Nicholas he is, Jackson he's very at the protective. moment. He's right. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Your specialist subject is the Chelsea striker Nicholas Jackson. Jackson, your time starts now. <laughs> Uh, what, what, uh, where was Nicholas Jackson born? I do know that. Senegal. No, it's uh, Banjul in the Gambia. Oh, really? Yeah, OK. I thought, did he play for Senegal? Well, he that's does. Start, he plays for Senegal, <laughs> but he was born in Banjul. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. the song, isn't it? <laughs> Very much uh, so. What is uh, Jackson's date of birth? <laughs> Pass. OK, uh, we'll come back to that one. Uh, how tall is Nicholas Jackson? Six foot. He's six foot two. Oh, I'm lucky. Right. He's he, doing very he's well. Done, I don't know much about Nicholas Jackson. Very flimsy. I which notice. team did Villarreal? Uh, which team did Villarreal sign Jackson from in September 2019? Old Meads. It wasn't. It was Senegalese <laughs> side Casa Sports. You are struggling with this. I, I knew I would be. Uh, which manager gave Jackson his debut for Villarreal's first team? Unai Emery. That's right. Ooh. It was. Well done. Congratulations. How many goals did Jackson score for Villarreal in his first full season for the main team in 22-23? He had a late burst, didn't he? But hmm. Maybe he'll have a late burst this time. <laughs> I hope so. 13? Unlucky. It was 12 Ooh. in 26 appearances. How many goals has Jackson scored for the Senegalese national team? Three. None, I'm afraid. Oh, dear. He's only had four appearances, though. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. None out of four. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, who did Jackson agree a deal with in January 2023? Only fail his medical due to a hamstring injury. Sadly, Watford. No, not Watford, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. I have to accept <clears> his <throat> no, first answer. Okay, well, uh, I'm afraid I have to accept no, your no, first answer. Enough. Those are the rules. What was the, <laughs> what was the fee? The rules. What was the fee paid by Chelsea for Nicholas Jackson in June 2023? Uh, well, I won't say too much because you'll take that as an answer. So I'd say 35 million. It was 32 million. You got him a bit cheaper than you thought. <laughs> Parking. <laughs> How many goals has he scored for Chelsea so far this season? Two. Correct. Oh, good. Uh, you got two uh, out of ten. You passed <laughs> same on... As, same as Nicholas. Yeah. <laughs> you had ten chances and you got two, Andy. That's about right. Yeah, I think he's had more chances. My XG on that was not was never going to be great. No, yeah, the Nicholas Jackson XG wasn't <clears throat> I'm great. I'm going back uh, to Rumpole of the Bailey. Let me give week. you uh, Jackson's... On. That's one for the kids. <laughs> I know. Nicholas Jackson's date <clears throat> of birth, if you want to send him a card, next June, the 20th. Okay. 20th, 2001. He's only 22. You've got to give the lad no, a chance. Yeah, You've got to give the lad a chance. I wish him well. Of course I do. Yeah, it sounds like it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, to get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Just to let you know, we have our Clips of the Month finalists. Mm. It's the Danny Kelly Rupert Bell foreplay at the oh, Ryder nice. Cup. Danny will and please. it's Sarath Galthgate, you like. Big yeah, Alan. I had a feeling that might get to the final. Sarath Galthgate. Um, so, yeah, go along and vote at TSHNJ. TSHANDJ. And we'll play <laughs> you the winner a little bit later on. I was listening to breakfast this morning, and Alan, he's suddenly sort of waxing lyrical about Jude Bellingham. And you think, oh, that's a bit strange. And of course, he had a bet on him at 1 0 on, <laughs> on Madrid to win the, the game. Excitement. Yeah, you can hear the excitement in his voice. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Of course, that uh, that music signals uh, us crossing to Rio, with Tim's dog in the background oh, barking oh, away. Oh. <laughs> why, to make get, us... why get a dog when you can bark yourself? <laughs> <laughs> but Tim's with us. He flies back to Rio tomorrow. He's here with us today. Good to see you again, Tim. Lovely to be here. Thank you for the welcome. Yes. Uh, we will start on a very serious topic. Uh, Louis DSRC in the in the village uh, w- where the family live, they're having a sort of a march today, a vigil for his father who's still missing. This is uh, this is very worrying, Tim, isn't it? I mean, this this is not the first time this has happened in South American football. No, it, it, it certainly isn't, um, and it's becoming increasingly worrying. I think all of this march and all of this vigil, great, but what really concerns is the idea that the gang of just normal, delinquent, vagabond bums who've done this, thinking, blimey, we've bitten off more than we can chew. Mm. And you'll remember a little bit further north in Honduras, there was some Palacios, yeah. you know, what happened to his brother. Because kidnapping is, is, is such a grotesque crime. It's often repudiated by many in the criminal community. Uh, and... One of the reasons it's such a difficult crime from the point of view of the perpetrators is you have to expose yourself at so many moments. When you capture, when you release, all the time you've got the hostage with you. And so the big worry is the Wilson Palacios scenario where we've bitten off more than we can chew, cut our losses, and in that case anything can happen. So this is really, really worrying. Yeah. Have there been demands? Really? We don't know, and we, know. And we shouldn't. Oh, okay. This isn't a, pu- a public circus. No, this, this is, this is you know, we, we shouldn't know details of, of the negotiation. That, that, that's for the authorities and the family. But this was, this was targeted as far Absolutely as we know. Absolutely, no doubt, no doubt about yeah. it whatsoever. And it's, this is one of the tragedies of the situation, that the very success of, of the son puts his family in, in the target line. I mean, we had a spate of these in, in, in Brazil. Mm. Probably the most high-profile one was the mother of, of Holbinho. Mm. Uh, the police had enormous success at, at cracking this one, either freeing them or tracing the money after ransom was paid. And, and in the end, it, it just, it just kind of died out because uh, I think criminals saw that it, was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a, a good risk. Uh, my fear about this particular one in Colombia is we're dealing with low-lives, real low-lives, who uh, uh, I fear may have bitten off more than they can chew. OK, well, let's hope for the, the very best for, sure. for the player and his family. Um, we move on to um, 
Lionel Messi picking up the uh, Ballon d'Or. We spoke to Emery Winter as the UK's or as England's vote, and it was interesting. I said there'd been some minor, you know, what Twitter's Simon like. Simon Jordan wasn't happy about yeah, it. Yeah, you get a bit of pushback on mm. Twitter and Simon and others, but Emery stood his corner. I did tend to agree with him. Of all years, you kind of felt that he deserved it. Yeah, and one of the great things about him is he's not that bothered. <laughs> this has never been. And this is one of the great things about like football. Cristiano, he's exactly, oh, yeah. exactly. Well, he's he shushing great... the crowd last night in a Saudi game as they sang Messi's name. Yes, yeah. he did get 829th in the vote. So that would have that <laughs> definitely. He did. That's what he got. 829 would have bothered him. I mean, um... That was 828. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I was 8-2-8. Uh, Messi always just sees this as, as a consequence for, for work well done in a collective context. Mm. Uh, and I vividly remember I was in this little hotel room in Colombia at the start of 2005 telling you fine gentlemen. You were. We have been around a long, long time, haven't we? Uh, telling that I found gold, yeah. real gold. This is not fool's gold. This is wine, women and song mm. and women. Uh, and... and and so I've had a kind of proper tile program. I can't say that. Yes. Can't even say it in my own language. Um, I've had a, you know, I've, I've swanned around like I've owned him yes. ever since. And it, it did feel that the kind of arc was kind of completed with winning the World Cup. And anything we get now is is, is a bonus. So so why not? I mean, for what it's worth, this is the modern world of football, and it's all based around individuals and individual awards. And one of the things that makes Messi so great. Is he doesn't really care that much? No, he was fabulous in the World Cup. And, you know the way they and he does things on that. The, the yeah. pass that he came up with against Holland, yeah. you couldn't do that with a with, with a GPS. And the way no, how did he see it? The, the yeah. way he's tailored his game, you know, to go from this bloke that just walks around the pitch but suddenly plays in little bursts, and it's very clever. It, it's just we are. So, I don't think we realise how lucky we are getting mm. to watch this every week, uh, and every the tragedy of time. Every game brings us one 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 game closer to yeah. the end. Do you yes, think you'll true. make the next World Cup? I just, well, at the moment, the line is Copa America next year, end of the road. But I think he'll probably be malleable because he's playing with his fan club. Mm. You know, the Argentina team basically now is the Lionel Messi fan club and they'll do his running for him and they love doing his running for him. And as Andy said, he's adapted his game and he's so clever. It'll be hard to resist, I think. It'll be hard to... To say no, and not just the team, the nation. We have to remember before that Cop America win, they were yeah. highly sceptical that it was one of them anyway. They saw him as a Spanish. Player, we began to see the change in the Cop America before when they won it in twenty one, mm. and that was huge for them. But the, the one before nineteen, that it was the Scaloni team beginning to appear, and you clearly saw in that that he changed. That where Di Maria said after that tournament, and Di Maria and him have been playing together a long, long time. Mm. And Di Maria, after that Copa America 2019, he said, "You know what? I really like this Messi, kind of leaving hidden that maybe he hadn't been too keen on the Messi before. You know, because the Messi before had always been seen as quiet and in his own little world, and that intimidated some of the other players. You know, because all they want to do is, is is win his respect. Yeah, yeah. 2019, suddenly you can't shut him up." And he's the leader, and he's the encouraging figure. Even talks so much, it was like watching a defender make a uh, like a striker make a tackle. You know, he talked himself into trouble. He, he got a suspension because he accused the whole thing of being corrupt. But it was a new Messi, and at that point, he was beginning to fall out with Barcelona. And he clearly decided, what have I got left in my career, Argentina? That is going to be my priority. Mm. Uh, and uh, and the World Cup was a, was a, was a kind of pinnacle uh, of, of that. I suppose in his mind, he will be thinking. However good I am in 2026, I can't be as good as I was then. Yeah. Should I leave it on a high? Should I do the Pele and leave it on a high, or should I do the Maradona and try and push it push it too far? We shall see. <clears throat> but uh, I think the only thing we conclude is let's enjoy it while it lasts. No, absolutely. absolutely. We we should talk a bit about uh, Anthony. We just heard mm. uh, Neil Warnock and and Danny Murphy. They're talking about uh, Ten Hag's future. And he's been seen really as a symbol of everything that's gone wrong uh, in recent recruitment and at the club. And that little moment the other day with uh, Doku, where he sort of came, did nothing, kicked out, got a booking, just petulance. And, you know, you haven't haven't earned the right to do that. I would imagine a lot of Manchester United fans would have said it. I mean, £86 million. Did you think at the time... That's far too much money. I can't see this. Yes, although there, there is a player there. There, there are serious things going wrong with his life off the field as well. Mm-hmm. There is a player there. But I, I'm always a little bit sceptical when coaches go back and bring their own men in from previous clubs. You remember Van Gaal doing that with a load of Dutchmen when he went to Barcelona? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Ten Hag has done this with Ajax. And first, good player, but Lisandro Martinez, the centre-back, they paid an absolute fortune for him. Mm. Centre-back. 
Now you're going back to the same club for an attacking talent. Yeah. You're going to pay more. No, because the, the, the Lissandro mm, Martinez mm. deal has established a benchmark and you paid well over the odds for him. You're going to have to pay way, way more over the odds to get Anthony. Mm. So I think that for, from a financial point of view, they put themselves in a <clears> straitjacket <throat> there. And then if you come in and you're the coach's man, you've got to deliver, pal. Yeah. You know, and I actually like the Uruguayan they've got, Pelistri. I think there's a player there, mm. but he can't play because they, 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 you know, they, they paid so much <laughs> on, on Anthony. Yeah. So did they really need him? Was he a panic buy? Was he blimey? What have I got here? I'm going to bring in someone I trust. If he has brought in someone he's trusted, then that trust has been let down, yeah. hasn't it? So uh, 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 so far, it really hasn't been a success at all. Although you can see there is a player there. Absolutely. We're mm. going to be looking at some transfers. Also, the, uh, Tim's flying back tomorrow because there's a big game this weekend. It's the Copa Libertadores, the uh, final. We'll uh, take a look at that. Otherwise, and, otherwise known as Man United against Liverpool. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you can explain mm. more on that. Tim Vickery's with us. As we said, we'll take uh, any calls. I think we, have we got time just to wind things up on the Clips of the Month. I, I believe we can. Uh, we're going to bring you the winner of the Clips of the Month. We did ask you to vote a little bit earlier on. And let me just tell you who the winner was. Here we go as I refresh my page. And the winner of the Clips of the Month was Danny Kelly and Rupert Bell. 59% of you enjoyed this. You'll like this one, Tim. Uh, They were chatting about the Ryder Cup, and uh, I think Rupert got quite excited by this uh, slight change in the format. Did I get it right? Obviously, the home captain gets to choose how fast the greens are and all the rest of it. But do they also choose the order of the actual events, like the foreplay versus the... the Sorry? Yeah, <laughs> I think I missed the four player. Then they that was uh, my favourite part. They scramble it after ten minutes. It's quite late at night. So there we are. Danny Kelly. I think that's the first time he's ever won the clips of the month. So we'll be chuffed with He'll that. Be very happy. So there we are. Thanks for everybody who voted. Fifty nine percent of the vote there, and we'll have some more clips of the month next month, and of course clips of the week back on Friday. More from Tim Vickery shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Tim Vickery, South American correspondent, is with us in the studio. So he heads back home tomorrow because there's the Copa Libertadores final. Boca Juniors versus Fluminense at the weekend. Tim, should be a great game. It should, yeah. Fluminense are the home side. Neutral ground, but it just so happens that this mm. year is, is their home. They are, are away fans allowed? Yeah, 20,000 of each, which is not enough. Uh, it's not enough for Fluminense. It's not enough for Boca Juniors. We've got another invasion, like you had in the, in the World Cup 2014. Mm, yeah. Uh, every fifth-hand beaten-up truck in Buenos Aires. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 uh, the Samba drone, where the, that, that's just been taken over by them, mm. you know. So, uh, yeah, a bit of an edge in the city at the moment. There's a little, bit, mean, of, little bit of fan Bo- violence going on. Mm. Boca, I, I do follow Boca, and they've got a bit of a mad method, basically, especially in this tournament. But in it, virtually, they, they don't score any goals, and they, and they just win on penalties. Yeah, it's called not winning any games. Six <laughs> knockout games, they've drawn them all. So the, the three rounds have all gone to penalties. And the man who's come up big, just not not just big but unbelievable is is the former Man United goalkeeper Sergio Romero. Eleven penalties he's faced and he saved six of them in the shootouts. Wow. He's just been unbeatable. Mm. Their problem this time round is after the ninety, you go you have the extra thirty. So you've got hundred and twenty minutes this time right. to hang on okay. penalties. Um, also, they're without their captain, another former Man United player. Marcus Rojo, the captain mm. and defensive organiser, who very predictably got a red card in the, in the second leg of the semi-final. But they do have yet another Man United old boy, Edison Cavani, up front. Mm. Uh, and if, if they can hold, they will hold on, they will try and take the... Uh, for older people here, which includes all of us, the World Cup semi-final Italy against Argentina in 1990. Do you remember mm. how, how well Argentina played? How, yeah, how yeah. They, they, they kind of took the heat out of the game and slowed it down, even after red cards, and they got it to a penalty shooter and, and, and won. Um, but Fluminense will regard themselves as huge, huge favourites. Um, their leading goal scorer, who's a veteran Argentine, who scored goals all over the place, but has, has always flown under the radar screen, a, man, a fellow called Herman Cano. He has as many goals in this competition as the entire Boca Juniors side. Wow. <laughs> Possible problem for Fluminense? They've never won it. It means so much. Can they cope with the nerves? Especially because, at home, I guess. Yes, yeah, because Boca are a big occasion club. 
Mm. You, you can more or less guarantee that they are going to rise to the occasion and they're, they're, they're going to play better than they have against against some, some of the weaker opposition. So it could well be a war of attrition. Fluminense are a very interesting side. The coach is also doubling up. Doubly, he's played his joker, so he doubled it up <laughs> as the, the Brazil national team coach. He's, he's struggling with that one. Right. Um, Fernando Diniz. And it, it's very, very unconventional. It's all off the cuff. Um, you'll play out from the back, but instead of having everyone at an angle, so, like a kind of Guardiola side, he'll bring everyone over to the same side of the pitch and try any intricate little passing movements. Uh, and so that, that presents the opposition with a different kind of problem. Earlier on this year, they inflicted the biggest defeat that River Plate have ever had in the final of, of uh, in, in during the course of the Copa Libertadores, 5-1. And, and uh, the Liverpool interest... If there's United interest in, in mm. Boca, there's Liverpool interest in Fluminense because uh, the central midfielder there, Andre, very nearly went. It wasn't uh, it, it, um, to Liverpool in the in the August window. It was described as a, as an offer they couldn't refuse, but they did. Uh, and that offer, I think, will be is, is on the table again for January as a oh. as a holding midfielder. So Liverpool fans should be looking out for him on Saturday. Yeah, Boca have got a left back the city like Valentin Barkle. Yeah. yeah, he won't play left back. He'll play he'll play yeah. higher up. Oh. He's, he's much more of an attacking player. Little redhead, redhead uh, fella, yeah. very, very talented indeed. Mm. Really the, talented. Um, yeah, they did well with the Julian Alvarez. Let's be honest, it was a great, that was a steal. Yeah, it, the game is on uh, BBC Three on Saturday at uh, ten to eight. Oh, that's people really okay. like that. Uh, talking of left backs, this one of a Brazilian uh, player. Um, this is Roberto Carlos, who uh, was chatting today about uh, the modern fallback, he's, and he said he didn't think. He could have played like that. Maybe he's a bit of false modesty. He was mentioning Kieran Trippier as a great example of the of the modern fullback. He said, I wouldn't have been able to play on the right of defence, but in modern football, you need to play on both sides. He said, I was actually terrible with the ball. That's why I gave the ball to uh, Zizou, Beckham and Figo. Well, when I went to Brazil, they just won the World Cup, 94, and everyone was playing the same way. Everyone was playing 4-4-2. And there were no wingers. The wingers had gone. The fullbacks were the wingers. Mm. So the role of the fullbacks, the Cafu and Roberto Carlos, was just up and down, up and down. They needed lung power. They, they needed the, the ability to cross the ball. But they didn't have to be footballers. Now, since the wingers have come back, it's what Brazil most produces. It's strikers in wide, play, wide spaces, Vinicius Jr. and so on. So if you've got a winger, you don't need your fullback anymore as an auxiliary winger. So your fullback has to find a new role for himself, tucking in, making the extra man in, in, in midfield, and so on. This is a confusion for Brazil at the moment. They haven't really got too many fullbacks who, because they're still trying to work out the transition. What do we want from our fullbacks? If, they, if, if they're not going to be wingers, what do we want from them? So on their first choice right back is still Danilo, once of Man City now of Juventus because he started off as a midfielder and he can tuck in and, 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 just, about, and, and just about do it. Um, but it, it is interesting. Roberto Carlos these days would really have to adapt to find, his, mm. to find his place on the field. Similar thing happened with a lot of strikers with the transition from 4-4-2 to 4-2-3-1. The second striker, what does he do? Yeah. He might not be quick enough to be a winger, and he's not strong enough to be a centre-forward on his own. So where does he find space mm. on, on the field of play? And as the game goes on, you know, action and reaction, some, some types of player fall out of fashion, some, some, some come back. Uh, um, but the greats can always adapt in any era to any change. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr. look like, well, I think Vinicius has signed a new deal. Rodrigo's mm. about to. Was there any, ever any doubt that Rodrigo would leave? Has his game time not been as much as he would have liked? I don't think so, because... Apart from the mighty Tottenham Hotspur, mm. when you go to Real Madrid, where can you go? You know, yeah. the only way is the only way is down, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Really? Uh, and and so I think he would probably have seen it as an admission of defeat if he were to move on. And I don't think Real or us, well, I don't think we've seen anything like the best of him yet. No. He's an interesting because Vinicius, you know what he does. Mm. It's uh, and he's really and to to, car, to come up with the amount of trickery that he does at the speed that he moves is extraordinary. But give him space and give him a defence to run at. And you remember how he's destroyed Liverpool in the past with Tony Cruz giving the pass to him. Mm. So Vinicius, his identity as a footballer is very, very clear. Rodrigo is, is, is not as eye-catching, but he's probably more versatile. So it's a case of him just finding out where he's going to fit. What is he going to be? 
I think in, in, in some ways, Julian Alvarez is a little bit similar. When he mm. first came up, where's he going to fit in? What's he going to be? He's very, very talented. Where's he going to fit in? He's found a place. And certainly for the national side, Rodrigo hasn't yet. But I think that there's plenty more to come from him because he's so clever. When he's playing, you can see him thinking. Yeah, he's only 22 still, isn't he? So that is true. Um, some transfer stories, Tim. Newcastle are interested in signing 20-year-old Brazilian striker Marcos Leonardo from Santos. 25 million, apparently. Yeah, and uh, that, that that seems to me like a fair kind of price. I mean, if, if Santos stay up this year, he will be the reason. He's a stocky little striker. Pen- very, very good in, in the dark space of the penalty area. Problem that he has at the moment is that he doesn't produce a great deal outside the penalty area. So if you're not making the bullets for him to fire, you're not going to get too much from him. Um, so he's got, he's, he's got a lot of developing still to do. But in that space of the penalty area, you get him service and he'll score goals. Uh, Wolves West Ham leads, showing an interest in Fluminenses. You may see him at the weekend. Mm. John Arias, Colombian winger. You certainly will, yeah. He's a winger, he's a midfielder, he's missed a perpetual motion, he's dynamic. Uh, he, he, he can work all over the field. Uh, very, very versatile. For me, he's probably been the best player in, in, in the Fluminense side. And mm. Sebastian Caceres, Man United, Tottenham, one or two others, been linked with a Uruguayan centre-half. Yeah. Ball's going to pass. Man is going to pass. Ball and man together are not going to pass. <laughs> Uruguayan centre-back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That sounds good. Not him and Romero. Romero calming him down, <laughs> I would imagine. And just one more final one. Uh, this is a player, again, you may have seen in the Copa Sudamerica final. Uh, uh, he plays for LDU Quito. Um, and his name is Oscar Zambrano. Luton won him for about five and a half million. Another yeah. Ecuadorian. Yeah, you wouldn't have seen him in the Copa Sudamericana final that his side won on Saturday on penalties because he was on the bench. Ah, uh, he's, he's played quite a lot this year with with Ecuador at under twenty level, and he's seen as a coming man in in the in more defensive central midfield roles. Um, but you would have thought if he's not getting a game yet for for his club side that the Premier League is a little bit premature. Um, but there's Five the... mil is probably worth a punt in yeah, the Premier yeah, League, isn't yes. it? Yeah, well, yeah why, why not? Why not? But don't, don't expect too much too soon. The way we kind of throw, well, yeah, five million, just, just yeah, take a punt it. on it. Yeah, relative, <laughs> isn't it? Relatively If anyone wants, wants to take a five million punt on me, let the record stay. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, accept yeah. it. You're prepared to do it. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul and Ipswich enjoyed... Uh, your Nicholas Jackson mastermind today. Oh, he said, yeah, I think yeah. Andy knows as much about Jackson as Bowley did before he signed him. <laughs> Very good point. And yeah, when it comes right, to names, uh, imagine this, Eddie the Luton fan said, I used to work with a lad called Cameron Belt, but insisted on being called Cam, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thank you for all of those uh, this afternoon. Um, we reconvene tomorrow, uh, myself and uh, Charlie, uh, for a lot of uh, New York, Nick's chat, I'm sure. He's obsessed with the man. <laughs> uh, David Seaman amongst our guests. Oh, we nice. look forward to that. Uh, we'll have a birthday spread as well, Andy. So you've written 20 jokes. None of them are any good? Basically, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no change there. Oh, well. No, they'll be all right. I'm sure they'll be. I'm sure it'll work out fine. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. Myself and Charlie will reconvene. Uh, tomorrow for more New York Knicks chat. Um, and Andy, you'll be here for the um, birthday yeah. spread. It's all New York Knicks players. Oh, good. Okay, well, that's it. You know, you can have an um- well, Charlie doesn't know any of them anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. So, brilliant. Um, we'll be with you uh, tomorrow. I do hope you can join us from one. If not, the podcast available as always around four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.